Begin Podfix Network transmission in 3, 2, 1. 30 seconds and counting. Astronauts report it feels good. T minus 25 seconds. 20 seconds and counting. T minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0, all engine running, liftoff, we have a liftoff. You're listening to it's not rocket surgery on that 8.9 Northwest SM. Matata, baby. No worries. It's a trouble-free philosophy. Hakuna, Hakuna Matata. Matata. Join with us, Tony. Uh, we're back. Now I'll just watch. <laughs> so you've decided for something new. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not rocket surgery here on 98.9 Northwest FM. Science, technology, and geek culture on a Sunday night. Sunday, the 5th of February, 2022. Two. There you go. Twenty-three. Got everything right except for the year. Yeah. And I'm outside the one-month grace window, isn't it? The grace window. Grace window. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I didn't know there was a one-month grace window because it usually takes me six months. Six months. All right. So you know, you know, it's it's it grades on a bell curve. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Twenty twenty-three in episode three hundred and thirty-two. Oh no, three, three, three! Almost half, half the number the of the beast. Half the beast. That's next week's episode. Half the beast <laughs> episode. In the studio with the B. <laughs> In the it's studio, a, it's a B. That's a B. Yeah, it's a B. Bzz. Okay, half of the beast is a B. B A. Yep. Or is it B and B A? B A. Yeah, okay. be at. <laughs> oh, this is riveting radio. In the studio with me, yeah. Vlado, for this episode of uh, It's Not Rocket Surgery. Tony, how you doing, Tony? Um, I'm doing fine. <laughs> I've just lost. I've lost all sense of concentration now, just trying to think of words. Words? Bees. Bees? Beasts. I, it just, it's taken up my whole head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because, obviously, I'm a little tired. Um, <laughs> No, I'm doing fine. Yeah. Been a couple of weeks. I mean, it's, we were last here it's been on mid-January. Two, Missed really? two weeks. Yes, it's two been weeks. three weeks. The last one was the uh, prediction show or the re- yeah. prediction result show. Prediction result show was the yeah, last Yeah, I've been recovering from that. Yeah, you know. You know what, what was uh, sad was basically had we done it a week later, you would have picked up points. No, because I think I said it would have been actually well, that, produced okay. where it's actually in trial. Okay. All right. So close. So close. But yeah. So close. And I can't really use it again this year. No. But that's no. right. We're going to do a prediction show soon. Soon. Next time the three of us can be in the studio at the same time. Excellent. Excellent. So sometime between... I'm going to predict that Andrew gets nothing right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> can, I, can I put three points on that? Now, Thank the, you, but that, that brings a that paradox. Because if he agrees with you, and then how does that work? 
Tony's just basically saying if that's the only thing that he gets right, then saying that his predictions will be right. Oh, his predictions, not not betting on other people's predictions. That's not a pre- no. Yes, okay. correct. Actual predictions. He just thinks I will be wrong, not I, my opinion of the rest of you. I think that's highly likely. So it's going to give you that a difficulty of one. <laughs> yes. But see, Tony got a sniff of how the, the points work, and he's just looking mm. for any easy. For so if you make an easy yet. prediction and you put all your money against it, that's how you win. Like Eurovision. Like Eurovision. You know. We, we, we learn new lessons each year. <laughs> <laughs> also in the studio, uh, Andrew. Hello. Hello. How's it hanging? Uh, all good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> And I only realised after I said it what I was asking. Hey, We're you all doing? getting older. We are. Lower and lower is the answer. Yes. All good. <laughs> all good. I'm glad to Everything's hear. rolling forward. Rolling. As in the year. Something's not attached. Rolling, rolling, no. rolling. So it, is rolling it is rolling puppies. very quickly. 5th of February already. I know. And we've only... This is our third episode for the year. <sighs> so much for having more shows during the year. No, no, look. It's the start no, of you February. You can still do it's it. Start of February. February. We'll, squeeze, we'll squeeze three at least into February. That's right. Oh, like an accordion. <laughs> I was thinking like a, a mini. <laughs> I, I was just going with your hand actions. Oh, I was thinking more a mini with clowns in it. <laughs> but, no, and not uh, as in a mini, the vehicle. Well, not, February not, is a small month. It is. And yeah. we are clowns. Black History Month. So, <laughs> and we are, but we are clowns. So, you know, it, the analogy works. <laughs> three clowns in a booth. <laughs> uh, we've got lots of stuff to talk about. Um, we've got. Uh, we're talking about mumbling actors. Can we talk about Australian Idol and how everyone mumbles? <laughs> I haven't watched Australian Idol. I was made to watch it the other day by my children. Made to? So was the matchsticks in the eyes? <sighs> Almost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eye drops. They always just mumble to their guitars. It's Anyway. I'm an old person criticizing young <laughs> Come people. The curmudgeon. We, sh- we should bring in What Grinds My Gears by Tony. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, uh, so we're going we're to talk about um, we've got technology stories. Uh, so some chat, chat GPT stuff. Uh, it, it seems uh, it's a flavor. the topic du jour. It, it's, it's, it's taken over from Muskie. It has taken over from Muskie and, and uh, NFTs and Bitcoin and mm-hmm. it is the uh, latest... Uh, Flavor of the month. Um, we've got some biology stories. We're going to talk about um, some mummies. 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 And daddies. Uh, not that I'm aware of. Not that sort of biology. Not that sort of biology. <laughs> okay. Um, as in... Uh, how to make a mummy. How to embalm a mummy. How to make a mummy, you, you know. How to reverse <laughs> it. Um, we've got uh, some... Uh, how I met your mummy. <laughs> as I said, mumbling actors. Um Possible boycott of the uh, upcoming D and D movie That's because follow up of the uh, we got a bit of satanic panic going on. No, it's more about the people still upset about the uh, the uh, um, world, not the World of Warcraft, the Hasbro slash. Anyway, you know what I say to these people? There are other role playing systems out there. Yep. Uh, and we've got some uh, space stories. Jupiter's got some new moons and a few other things. Jupiter's got new moons. New moons. Lucky Jupiter. It's, it's, it's a past Saturn again. Is that because it just keeps capturing bits of random rock? That's uh, no, they're, they're just seeing Because we now. just see small and smaller things. <laughs> At what point do we just go, that's no moon, that's just a lump of rock? Or a small space well, station. If it's, if it's well, if the laser beam comes and shatters the planet, then it's a small space station. Um, so what else did I promise we will talk about? I said um, mumbling actors and subtitles. Oh, monkeys. Monkeys giving side eyes. Yeah. 
And sheep. Well, Davy Jones was always a bit suspicious. <laughs> and shape shifting gallium robots. Oh, cool! Very cool. Oh, unless don't let them near aluminium. What gallium and aluminium? Doesn't mix. No. Okay. Because weren't you involved in that program? No, no obviously not. We don't get invited to all the cool parties. They're not. They're not. Yeah, the cool gallium aluminium party. <laughs> It sounds like uh, to uh, Greek liquid liquid <laughs> metal embrittlement. Gallium meets aluminium. Come on, you gotta know your liquid metal embrittlement. Ah, uh, yeah. If it's only embrittlement, I don't care. <laughs> well, it's when you actually, you know, don't let gallium on your um your seven four seven. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Otherwise, you have no seven four seven left. Um, we're gonna be using other so, some Chinese scientists have been doing stuff with gallium, showing and them. and. Spy balloons. Spy balloons. Spy balloons. Yeah. Well, balloons. Have, were you, put, have spy you put balloons. spy balloons on there? It, uh, it might have been on there. I, um, I thought so. Um, we're going to no. make it happen anyway. We'll talk about spy it's a promise. Balloons. Yeah, yeah. Spy balloons. Spy balloons. There is one about spy balloons. DARPA's hypersonic air breathing weapon. Yeah, no, it's not a spy balloon. No, it's not a spy balloon. No, didn't shoot down that spy balloon. We'll talk about spy balloons. You know, uh, if you want to join us on, it's not rocket search. Ep- Just sit in the agenda now, <laughs> taking over the show, don't you? It's a, it's a rebel show. It's a revolution. A revolution, and I'm here. Um, it's, <laughs> it's not rocket surgery on Facebook and Twitter at RCKT. He is running the board of his own accord. He is not being threatened. That is rocket surgery. This is not a. This is not a proof of life broadcast. Have you, got, have you got a special word so the audience knows? <laughs> Pineapple! <laughs> My safe word is. Uh, speaking of that, have you seen uh, Jazz Emu on TikTok or on YouTube? Jazz Emu is an Australian musician and he had a, a really cool um, video. I, I just discovered it via, um, I think it might have been a YouTube reel or something. Um, I wanted to play um, just one because speaking of pineapples, um, he had a uh, one. I'll dig this up because. Um, but Jazzim is an Australian musician who does a lot of comedy stuff on uh, on the socials. And mm. uh, how does he play without hands? What do you mean? How does he? He's the not actually wings. a jazz musician. Not a, not actually a emu. Okay. Or a jazz <laughs> musician. Uh, well, he's he's a musician. He's talented. Um, ah, that's. Ah, what is it? Yes. Yes. Uh, so not the original one, but the one for Picard. Yes. All right. You, you two are uh, talking amongst yourselves. Yes. Yes. Just confusing the audience. The Borg Queen is dead. Long live the Queen. Correct. So I guess that's the valet we could before uh, before this thing actually works as it's supposed to. Um, yeah. The the valet we had was Anne. Oh, you're going to make me pronounce Worsh. it, aren't you? Where and yes, uh, Wershing. Wershing. She so she was a major contributor to the Twenty Four series. Yeah, she was Jack season. Bauer's love interest yeah. for a couple of the, of the one series. of the seasons. What and then she got season? killed the next. <laughs> Spoiler! I haven't seen. Something. I was waiting for it to finish. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jack Bauer is so war on terror. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's yeah. But she's also the Borg Queen in the new Picard series. She was, yes. yes. And, and apparently uh, performed motion capture and voice work for uh, the video game Last of Us, which is right. currently a TV series. TV series, yes. okay. All right, so um, Jazzy Mew. I want to play 
because pineapple brought me this. I'll, I'll play this a little bit while, and we'll talk over it. Um, <laughs> we'll talk over it. Uh, actually, I don't know if you were able to hear it. That's, uh, we'll find out. No, oh, the magic of radio. It won't work without you wearing headphones, so I might tap it to the end of the next song. Okay. okay. Sounds good. Um, we should probably do a station break and a song. Let me just uh, insert that into the playlist. And uh, we'll do a station break. We'll do... We'll do a song and then the Jazz Emu song and then we'll come back and, uh, you know, everyone will be uh, happy, happy Joy Joy songs. Yes. People. Yes, or confused. Or confused. One of the two. You know. Um, we'll be back in a little while. No, it doesn't look like that. we got to do this one. And we're, we're back. back. Yes, that was... What uh, was that, Jeff? That was Jazz <laughs> Emu with... Uh, with um, his uh, take on the word pineapple. On the word pineapple. Yeah, how the English language basically panicked. And, and instead of going like every other language in the world and called it ananas, we, they combined the concept of a pine cone and an apple and put it together and made pineapple. So he reckons that this, uh, this uh, TikTok... Or real, um, basically goes through a, a whole heap of other things that, that he reckons two, two uh, minimally connected concepts should put them together to make new words, like a apple pen. Yeah, that's a song, but yes. But um, <laughs> instead of a curtain, it should be called a window wink. A window wig. Window wink. You know, it's like a winking window. Then, because depends if it's syllables. a cross curtain or an up and down curtain. Well, some animals go sideways. Winking. <laughs> um, another one was uh, uh, the. Um, I should I should just um, have it up and. Uh, it's like a towel, a body. A towel, a towel was a a um, human flannel. Yeah, and flannel just mean towel. Well, towels are made of flannel. Um, the world's most offensive word, the English language. Um, the, so, uh, so it goes pineapple. Um, the pineapple is the most offensive word. No, no. Well, a lot of people don't like the word pineapple. Moist. It's another one they don't like. But um, sorry, people don't like the word pineapple. Apparently, I just don't like. I think pineapple. you're making up. No, not at all. They don't like pineapple. I, I, on I, don't, pizzas. I'm not, I don't object to the word pineapple. I just object don't, to the flavour. Don't like it on the pizzas. I don't like it anywhere. <laughs> so. Um, so yes, uh, it's curtain. in the green eggs, eggs and Human ham fun. category. <laughs> um, the dull, a dull, instead of a dull banana, you call it a hot dog lemon. Sorry, what? Instead of a instead of a foot, you call it a meat pedal. Now what? What a dull banana? Uh, any a banana? Banana is a, a, a boring word. Banana. So call it a hot dog lemon. How is banana a boring word? Say. <laughs> Banana boat. Banana. Bum, bum, banana. Getting, banana boat. Instead of getting kicked in You're your in the ghoulies, lobby, you get the banana boat. Uh, one banana, lottery. two banana, three banana, four. Instead of getting five kicked bananas, in make a bunch and so no many more. Dale. Instead of getting kicked in your balls, you get kicked in your flesh nut satchel. Your flesh nut satchel. I think we've gone far enough with this. Your man purse. Your man purse. Yeah. See, that's all, they're all good. Yeah. Your, your personal hacky sack. <laughs> personal hacky sack. <laughs> <laughs> your court of last resort. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Anyway, 
Check out Jazz Emu. So, uh, and the song be- before that was actually "You Can't Make Me Dance" by Jazz Emu. So, actual um, song. He actually released a song. He released too. It. He's, so he's, a, he's, a, a, he's a real Jazz musician. Emu double. double. Yeah, double. Here on nine. So, what, what's a Jazz Emu a uh, euphemism for then? Uh, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what do you? What, well, what do you want have an answer. <laughs> Uh, isn't that your safe word? Yes, it is, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> you should know. Jazz emu. Jazz emu. <laughs> ah, pineapple. That's when you got the wrong end. Could have been worse. Could have been, was it uh, flesh purse? Flesh, <laughs> flesh nut satchel. Flecky sack. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Normally, yeah. I cannot speak anymore, apparently. No. Michelle has just put too many bad images in my head. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so how about we get into some of these stories? What do you reckon? Yes. Yes, please. Uh, artificial intelligence. Actually, well, before we start on artificial intelligence, I'm not, I, I went to ChatGPT mm-hmm. and asked it to write, write me a quiz. You know how we're always looking for quiz questions? Oh, yeah. ChatGPT can, can do it for you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Have you got it? I do. I, have, well, I asked it to give me 25 and it gave me 14 before it gave me a network error. <laughs> so, we've got, so we have 14 questions. Shall we do it? I said, yeah, sure. So I asked, please, can you please give me, I'm always polite. What's the topic? Please give me 25 questions on uh, and the answers about science, technology, and geek culture. Okay. Yeah. We're not going to be answering one of these. I reckon you get all, all 14 of them. Okay. All right. That's Michelle. Question one. <laughs> Who is considered the father of the computer? Um. Would that be Isaac Newton because no. he came up with the apple? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cabbage? No, no. Cabbage, not cabbage. No, no. Charles Babbage. Babbage. I'll give you cabbage. Babbage. I'll pay that. Uh, Michelle said, "You're welcome, Tony." <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the first successful? Oh, <laughs> no, I, I understood where you're going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was the first successful commercial computer? Uh, successful commercial computer. Uh, commercial computer. Yes. That be the Commodore 64. No. Before that, the Apple IIe. No. IBM? No. The Don't say Mac. Starts with U. The the Uvla. <laughs> I don't know. Univac one. Oh Univac. Oh, big computers. It's not really it wasn't really a personal computer. It didn't say personal, commercial. Oh, I thought you said personal. Uh, what is the smallest unit of memory called? These are good questions because we're already arguing about them. What say? A bit. A, bi- a, yeah, bit. a bit. Um what is the basic principle of a transistor? It's a switch. Uh, more information, please. It's a switch based on um, uh, silicon um, diode. You know, you put in two different voltages and you get it one out yeah. the other side. I understand. The, <laughs> the, the answer gave me is uh, the flow of electrons is controlled by a small electrical current. It's a switch. A switch. Who invented the World Wide Web? Um, Berners-Lee. Tim. Correct. Who developed the C programming language? This one's a tricky one. Uh, I'm noticing a theme here. <laughs> yeah, it's all about programming. It's, it's all about computers. Not uh, geek culture. Th- th- Where's th- the geek culture? Uh, uh, um, yeah, I question. Uh, so computers, C, uh, C came from Bell Labs, I believe so. Yeah, but uh, as a person, oh, as a person, yeah, uh, yeah, it came from Bell Labs, but I don't <laughs> know. it might be the guy who's sing, dancing on the ceiling, his brother. Uh, Different Richie, Lionel Dennis Richie. Yes, Dennis well Richie. Uh, Who created the first programmable comp- ah. machine computer in the? No, uh, it was a network error. Early nineteenth century. Who created the first programmable mechanical computer in that? Joe Babbage again. Yeah, mechanical computer. No, no. it's uh, Ada Lovelace, isn't it? Uh, no. no, she programmed Babbage's 
um, computer. Okay, but it was. I think this was used for weaving. It was used for weaving. Mm. Hugo Jacquard. Joseph Marie Jacquard. There you go. I love the idea that we got our computers from uh, weaving machines and we got our uh, book presses from winemaking. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, who created uh, so that? Was who created the first commercial computer software product? Uh, the SAP R3 system. Oh, yeah. God, isn't that seamless? Just, didn't he say, we'll get them all? Yeah. <laughs> um, that was uh, Dietman Hopp and a few other people. Hoppy. What does CPU stand for? Central Processing Unit. Yes. Uh, who? What is the most widely used operating system in the world? Oh, fucking Windows. <laughs> oh, sorry. I meant <laughs> Windows, yes. Uh, who is the founder of Microsoft? Okay, I object to this entire line of questioning. <laughs> I do. So, Bill so, Gates. Bill Gates and, um, and some other dude who Was it? he bought out. Okay. <laughs> uh, who co-founded Apple? Steve well, Jobs and... And Wozniak. Wozniak and Ronald Wayne. Who? Ronald Wayne. <laughs> he, also, he sold that first. Again, now I have not verified any of this, so this could that could be wrong. Is that of Wayne? Uh, all right, give me the spelling. Ronald, as in Ronald McDonald. Yeah, I got that bit. Wayne, Wayne as in, in John Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> and the last question before the network era was, what does the four... Uh, what, oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he, he's real. He's real. <laughs> the Wang is real. What is the form of RAM? Full what? form of RAM. So what? What, does, what is... The full form of RAM. What does RAM stand for? Random no, access memory. No, no. access remote. R- random access memory. Mm. Oh, RAM. For some reason, I went to ROM. Mm. I, I blame my brain. That's fine. Which is read only. And memory. I assume the other n- next eleven questions would all be about, about entertainment. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ronald Gerald Wayne is a retired American electronics industry business. Oh, Wayne. Man. I thought you were saying Wang. Yeah, oh, I thought that too. Wayne. He co-founded Wayne. Apple Company, a computer company, as a partnership with Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs, providing administrative oversight and documentation for the new venture. Someone asked Twelve him. days later, he sold his 10% share of the new company back to Jobs and Wozniak for $800. Oh. And one year later, accepted a final $1,500 to forfeit any future claims <laughs> against the newly incorporated Apple. Uh, yes, I'm sure he's not happy now. Anyway, anyway, so, so how about we talk about something? Does that come under loser in the Wikipedia? Oh, no, no. This is the, the, he already actually uh, stamped this. In 1956, age 22, he moved to California. In 1971, Wayne started his first business, which sold slot machines. The company failed. Wayne reflected in 2014 that I discovered very quickly that I had no business being in business. I was far better working <laughs> in engineering. <laughs> and I think when you sell out Apple at that point then... Hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So, how about ah. continue talking about Chat GPT? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, we, no. we got dis- distracted. Sorry, distracted? Was, the only reason he had the 10% mm. <coughs> because he was designated as the self described adult in the room. So, the 10% <laughs> was the tiebreaker right. between the two Steves. No. Mm, the two Steves. So, they had, each had 45. All right. Uh, so, uh, I want to talk about AI reaching um, singularity in seven years. Yeah right, you're, you're poo-pooing this already. Yeah. yeah. So this, this is this is not not one of us making a prediction. This is a real, I, real I, scientists. I, I, still poo-poo. I, I question real. <laughs> uh, so um, actually, and I use this the title for this story to to generate the uh, show out for tonight. I just threw that into chat into Midjourney and create the show out. Uh, researchers have claimed that artificial intelligence will be, reach singularity within seven years attempting and after attempting to quantify its 
progress. So, um, yeah, uh, Transistor Company translated presenting their work at the uh, Association of Machine Translation in the in the Americas conference explained that they first began testing machine translations technology in 2011. The team settled uh, on the metric to measure AI progress and they called it T time to edit TTE. Simply put, it takes the time to it. It is the time it takes human translators to edit a translation produced by another human or an AI. So um, over the years, TTE is basically um, the TTE for AI translated text has come down fairly consistently, leading to, to uh, leading translator to predict the date when AI hits singularity when the time is equivalent to human translators. So that's not really that's a, singularity. a singularity. That's their definition because uh, they're in the business of translation. So yeah. Oh, look, we found a machine that actually does the one thing we do really well. Yep. And we're now calling it AI. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so when plotographically plot TTE shows that the singularity the the trend um, um, points to a seven seven years before the it before the business as good as human translation yeah still not artificial intelligence still not sing singularity the, well because this it's related to what a lot it's of like people the group think chat is, thing yeah but he's just basically chat yeah chat GPT he just basically said. Uh, the only thing I know about is computers and computing. That is the entire sum of the knowledge well, of the it's, universe. It's taken, my, it's taken my prompt of science, technology, and geek culture and said, well, this is computers. Yep. Like I said, mm. it's, it's, that, that was definitely a hammer in search of a nail. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's kind of like the Turing test. It's out of date. Yeah. Yes. Right? It's not a, it's, you know. Well, a lot, of, a lot of the people have targeted beating the test rather than what the test is, is was yeah. intended to yeah. test for. It's like people people who play games. There are a subset of gamers who uh, play to win yep. and they optimise everything about their approach to that end. Yep. So uh, they, they, they pick edge case mm-hmm. uh, selections for their armies. They exploit obscure rules that they know other people don't really pay attention to. Yep. Yeah. You know. So, all right. Some of us just play for the journey. So, Tony, based on based on our definition of singularity, I will too, oh. I too will poo poo it. But based on their definition, it's quite. Yeah, but I can make self praise is no recommendation. Like. No. Yeah, I'll make a definition for genius. People who show up for this show, <laughs> <laughs> it might be doubted. Yeah, but, no. you know, I've made a definition, man. That's when someone goes, "Yeah, that's genius." <laughs> And that's the validation you get, you know. I mean, my, my point was to make something that was blatantly false. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if uh, if you had to choose a definition, a generalized definition for singularity, what would you choose? That's tricky. Yeah, yeah, I get that bit but, because you know, if you talk I, I'm not consciousness, saying... we don't even know what human consciousness is. Okay, so, so it so... would need to be something that we would have agreed upon as consciousness. Even if that's not defined no, at the moment. It would have to be what really was consciousness. Whatever it was. What? Unfortunately, we don't know what it is. How do you know that so your consciousness know is not the same is the same as my consciousness? I don't. You're just a figment of my imagination. Jeez, you're a... Uh, I feel sorry <laughs> for you. Why? Why? Why would you do that to yourself? Are you sick? <laughs> this is the... Do you see the same colour as I see? Uh, um, as opposed to stepping in the same river twice. What, make, <laughs> yeah, what makes consciousness, you know? Is yeah. it brain activity? Is it the ability to reason, you know? Where, where's, where's the line and how do you know whether that's happening? 
So you'd think well, for the singularity, which should be that the the computer is the same as a human, singularity one, then uh, it's a very hard thing to judge because you can't actually judge. Well, I would I would like to see a computer at least have the potentiality of a newborn in terms of it doesn't necessarily have to understand what, it reality. Has to poo and scream. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe do more than poo and scream. I'm just saying. I don't know. That seems to be about the potential. <laughs> that may have been your experience that when you went past them, what I all remember. you remember is that they pooed and screamed. Uh, Vlado, as a person who has three times the data that uh, Tony <laughs> does, would you concur or, or uh, disagree with Tony's assessment of what a new does? They also throw up. Uh, I, I think it's, it's, it's a, it, um, a very... Basic assessment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there's a lot more to it. Let's just assume for, for the argument's sake that the computer is not capable of biological functions mm. nor audible... No, uh, no, but you're, you you're talking thought, creativity, the ability to... you know, Even up. just something like within a couple of weeks, the capacity of a baby to recognise human from background. All right? Really? That, f- and bond with that human. Well, yeah, then it becomes what, what is bonding and then what's the no. purpose of bonding and, and you know. Well, as a survival yeah. mechanism, it's pretty important. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that, I mean, the computer won't have the same needs to bond. You know, you, so. can, you can buy little robot pet dogs that will do yeah. that. Tamagotchis. No, but Tamagotchi just does the poo. No, no, it's going electronically. Crystal's new dog. Okay. She's, she's bought a little a pet robot, robot dog. Okay. That... Has recognition, it recognises her and, uh-huh. and bonds with her. And Has it ever, like, if, if someone wore a crystal picture on their face? Who knows? Would the dog recognise? Would the baby tell the difference? Maybe. Or maybe no, not. Probably not, oh. actually. <laughs> probably not. There you go. Um, all right. How about we talk about some of the other chat, beach, chat GPT, GPT. Or how to make money with chat GPT. So there's, there's a lot of stuff going on how to make ripping people off, I think. Chat GPT, how do I make money with you? Yep. Will it tell you? you? Uh, it will tell you something. But it'll be wrong. It might, uh, yeah. So it'll be three years out well, of date. Some, some, of the cool things I've seen, some of the cool things I've seen chat, chat GPT or people do with chat GPT, um, not just write scripts and stuff like that. People have written, uh, uh, combined it with Wolfram Alpha because they recognize that um, chat GPT doesn't do mathematics well, okay, because it's not trained to do that. Mm-hmm. So um, It's it, an art it's, student. It's trained on the internet from 2021. Okay, so, so there is no maths. <laughs> there is maths. So it can, that, that was it, before maths. It, it, can, before. it can do some stuff, but not other stuff. And yeah. uh, so, but somebody wrote a, crypt, uh, a script, a code, Python code that combines both Wolfram Alpha, which can do a lot of the the number crunching, but doesn't do the natural language processing well. So, like a mathematician, correct? <laughs> so, the combination of the two is is seen as a, a cool um, way of getting over that things. People have been and writing. Then he steals your girlfriend. People have been writing <laughs> scripts uh, using artificial intelligence and creating um, tools to assess a text to see whether it is written by AI. So that did you write this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, one of one of the tools that I saw um, being um, assessed was an uh, OpenAI's own uh, AI assessment tool, and it c- could not. 
um, accurately predict whether a text written by itself was written by an artificial intelligence or not. There you go. So there was one that was actually... I was just going, I'm not artificial, man. (laughs) I'm a real boy. So, yes. Um, And and there's uh, a whole heap of stuff. um, uh, And on the uh, non-chat GPT but um, AI stuff, um, a a lab called Eleven Labs, they do voice... They um, do... uh, They'll allow you to put in voice um, and generate the same voice yep. um, artificially. So then you can write in text. So it's basically text to voice generation. Um, and it's actually, I've seen it demonstrated and it, it is quite powerful, like two or three um, minute long script uh, um, clips will get you 90% to a to sounding like the person you're, you're Trying okay. to mimic, um, so we no longer have to worry about Bill, needing Bill Hatter to uh, do correct. their impressions for us. Correct, and so um, and unlike a lot of the other Sorry, ones, Bill, you're heading for unemployment. Unlike dude. a lot of the other ones, uh, uh, companies who are doing the same sort of thing, um, this does not require you to actually read a, a, a prescribed uh, text to be trained on. You can give it any. Um, amount of video, uh, audio or video, um, and it will then um, be trained up against that voice. Uh-huh. And like I've seen it work well with two, like two minute videos. How long can it can it sustain the? It, like it, indefinitely. Yeah, it's so uh, basically it's like so. Eleven Labs. Um, I, I read an article that it, it had been banned because it was considered too dangerous. <laughs> um, and. Uh, and then, I've, then I saw like, subsequent Hi, things. I am the CIA director. Please open all of your files. <laughs> now, I don't know how how uh, um, accurate, it, whether, whether it's accurate enough to get past uh, security checks or not. I guess it might depend on the security systems in place. But uh, yes, Eleven Labs is looking like uh, doing to text-to-voice what uh, other things have done from... From for text to image and text you to... You know, we're only like this far away from joining Undercover Brothers World where the only way to get through the system is to have the whole computer do the um, the, the, the funky handshake. <laughs> I'd like to see that. <laughs> you know, it's a, no way we can get the, the, the computer to fake that. <laughs> like, it reminds me of the episode from High, Flying High. <laughs> <laughs> Talking jive. That's right. I speak jive. Oh, <laughs> yes. Um... Oh, and there's heaps of other stuff in 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 uh, artificial intelligence. We could go on and on and on, but it's ten past eleven already. Yes, who knew? Uh, so how about we come back and we'll uh, we'll talk about uh, maybe finish up tech, or we can come back to the last tech stories. I think. Oh no, I have to talk about the shape shifting robot one. Oh great! So Gallium we are man. creating the T one thousand. Correct, Gallium Man. Uh, well, so we'll talk about that after the station break <laughs> and the song. You back. just have to make it colder. Well, the, the, they're trying to use it for purpose, for a purpose, and they need the temperature is correct, as in for what they want to use it for. But we'll talk about that after the station break and the song. And we're back. <laughs> is this a David Attenborough? <laughs> <laughs> it was Africa. So ah, yeah, yes. that, that was Africa. Africa. That's uh, that's our local content, as in Australian, where we can see Toto. His natural environment. Mm. Oh no, he's been eaten by a lion. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. <laughs> um, no, that was uh, Chaos Divine. I think they're a Perth band. Had uh, someone telling me about their uh, their cover of Africa, 
So you got to check it out. It's like um, the guys who did the cover of uh, The Sound of Silence, um, Damage. Yes. Disturbed. Disturbed, sorry. Damage did um, cover mm. of, you know. Uh, disturbed, yes. Because yeah. you hear that <laughs> scream out at the end. But it's pretty rocking. How's it go? <laughs> you should ask Crystal about her recent uh, addiction to uh, Disney metal. Disney metal, like baby metal? Kind of. Just uh, Little Mermaid on acid? Like, for example, that, that, there was a metal uh, version of Let It Go. Ah. I couldn't understand a word that man was screaming. <laughs> it's probably better than... Yeah, there's, I've seen a few of those, so I'll have, to, I'll have to talk to Crystal. All right, so, yes, that was uh, Cast Divine with Africa. We're back to talk about uh, shape-shifting ro- robots. Woohoo. Woohoo. So the shape-shifting robot made of gallium. Um, so as Tony, you were alluding to, gallium basically is... Uh, yes, Tony, tell us what gallium is. Well, gallium's a metal that's uh, liquid at a... Above about 28, uh, 28 degrees, yes. Yeah. So, um, so, so it oscillates between... So you often see it in the school science experiments where they have a spoon and they stir the hot water and it dissolves. Yep. It's a gallium spoon. Well, it's because its melting point is yeah, at yeah. 28 degrees. They could have held so it and liquid. watched it melt yeah. in the hand. So it's liquid, at, yeah, it's liquid in your hand. So it's, it's chocolate. Yes, it's chocolate. <laughs> it's the chocolate of metal. Metal chocolate. <laughs> As opposed to metal Disney. Yes. Or sexual chocolate. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, from uh, coming to America. Sexual <laughs> chocolate. I don't know. Why do you got the reference? I, I'm, I'm just, I don't know how we made the cross link between them. <laughs> metal chocolate. Chocolate, you know. Yeah. Anyway, robots. <laughs> <laughs> chocolate robots. <laughs> Oh, they melt in your hand, not in your mouth. <laughs> oh, yes, keep going. Chocolate robots. Uh, robots that can shift between solid and liquid states could be uh, have been filmed escaping from a miniature jail cell with bars too close together to allow them to leave solid form. So the creators claim that it is inspired by sea cucumbers' c- capability to alter its tissue stiffness, but the scenes are too similar to uh, Robert Patrick uh, liquefying his way through the metal hospital bars in Terminator 2 for us to believe them. So, uh, yes. Yeah. So, inspired by sea cucumbers. That's what the creators claim. Which just vomit their intestines. That's one the of their capabilities. That's what I think of when I think sea cucumber. Yes. I know that's weird, but that's what I think. That's of. what I think too. Anyway. And they can breathe through their buttholes. Well, they only have one orifice. Correct. Don't they? So they breathe through it. So they're going to work it. But work fit, it, baby, fit, work the it. Fitzroy turtle can breathe through its buttholes and has other orifices. Uh, hard well, body. you eat and breathe through the same orifice. Yeah. So? I'm just saying, it's not unusual. <laughs> no, not at all. A hard body robots are common. Um, so basically, they're talking about using gallium. These these robots um, are a. Um, I think uh, the robot died. I'm watching the film <laughs> clip. It didn't, there's, there's didn't some, really go through and reform. It, it, it just does melted. Re- it and does died. reform, but it's got it's left bits back in the in the in the cell, so it's missing parts of its legs. So it does reform. Um, so obviously, there's some memory in the in the uh, shape. I don't know. This just this looks, this looks like, a lot like uh, those. This, uh, this is a bad um, blue versus what was it? Red the, versus the, blue. red versus blue. The red versus yeah, the, blue. With the clay ones. Yeah, yeah with the a little clay or morph. morph yeah. yeah, yeah. This is just a bad version. Pingu. Of that. <laughs> so, some it looks like someone's actually. 
Because it's not even like good animation. <laughs> no, it's, like, it's very jerky. So a team led by uh, Cheng Feng Pan of the Chinese University of Hong Kong has made a robot, and a robots. Um, yeah, there's no moving parts to this robot uh, that can can swap states to which uh, it it's most needed. Uh, the video summed up the prison escape triggers our fears of robots um, provide life saving mm. services. So basically, they're talking about having a a um, they've combined the gallium with uh, other metals to make it magnetic. Um, uh, and um, so yes, uh, gallium melting point is twenty nine point eight degrees Celsius. Um, and it, when combined with um, the uh, other um, Jesus magnetic Jesus <laughs> combined with Jesus, <laughs> that is a problem. Um, uh, so t- t- the team used uh, there you go um, a neodymium iron boron magnetic particles to the gallium, so they mm, bonded them together. Magnet. Make it magnetic and also um, so that they can actually uh, form the shapes. But um, so between twenty-five and thirty-five, uh, so um, it allows them to in- induce use induction to heat it up. So basically, keep it below that twenty-nine yeah. nine degrees in, in solid form, mm-hmm. and then trigger an induction cycle to melt it, and then it melts to liquid form, and then that can drag the liquid form of that robot around and then um, let it cool in the natural environment to reform in that memory in a shape that it was um, designed to to, to form when it's in a solid Sounds form. good for safe cracking. Yeah, for safe cracking. They're, they're talking oh. about using it for medicine to, deli- <laughs> to deliver... Safe cracking or medicine. Or medicine, to yes. deliver To deliver drugs to a particular location, to extract stuff. So um, the, some of the videos ex- demonstrate the ability to en- envelope something and then move that something uh, through a course or envelop. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. More of a... If you go online mm-hmm. and look at liquid metal embrittlement, yep. you'll find lots of people who break locks with it. Okay. This is how you break locks. They'll put some gallium on it uh-huh. and then they'll wait a bit and then they'll hit it with a hammer and it'll just shatter. Okay. Because it's brittle. So, you, you know, you could guide this. In. But not, not on planes. I, I'm thinking of a heist movie now. A heist movie, okay. Heist movie with, with gallium robots. Kaleido- Kaleidoscope 2. Firing gallium rounds to like destroy the armored plates mm, and gallium yeah. rays. <laughs> well, it's not just gallium, other gallium and aluminium. I know mix very well. Not explosive. No, no, no. Just in brittles. Mm. Right. Boring. Boring. <laughs> not, not. Fuse it right. <laughs> it can be used for good, not evil. It is. <laughs> we uh, used it to make cracks. So, yeah, they'll do it. So and they're able to move these robots around and and they can use the um the robot to to weld things in part uh-huh. place so um a welding robot a welding would it melt itself well no the use of the induction to leave bits of itself behind as it's welded the it's the, the hard the, it's a robot. sacrificial robot mm. yeah so it uh, it's quite yeah useful supposedly we'll see yeah. Moving on. Not, I'm not distinctly on a, Not on a hot day. Not on a hot day. <laughs> All right. Um, how about we talk about mummies? How about? Let's talk about mummies, baby. So yes. how do you make a mummy? Egyptians have uh, basically... Ancient Egyptian surprising formula has been revealed. Bum, bum, bum. Wow. Clickbait. Well, isn't it... 
you have your little poker go up through various no, no. So, so what they found was 30, they found like a, an embalming room right. in this tomb. And it had uh, 32 jars of embalming liquids with the labels on. Nice. So what, what they... What I they, just have this vision now, these labels with like hieroglyphs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, they, so they, you know, they put it through mass spectrometry and worked out what the things were. Yeah. It's like, no, no, I've got eagle, eagle chair. <laughs> no, no. Was, chair pyramid. <laughs> I wanted pyramid chair. <laughs> but one of the things they found the was the labels on a lot of the jars were instructions, like for the liver. Or ah. for, so they've got gotten these things which were a lot of stuff that wasn't available in um, Egypt at the time. So it pointed to a large trade trade routes at the time. Which makes sense because you're a kingdom. But a lot of the stuff uh, is only found in things like um, parts of Africa, mm-hmm. parts of Asia, and lots of other stuff. In hey, the, if you're telling me they got the stuff from North and South America, that oh, no. would be impressive. <laughs> Otherwise, yes. But, but certain tree gums and yeah. stuff from trees that only grow in you know parts of Southeast Asia or. Yeah. Those have so it showed that there was trade routes, but also the fact that uh, they were able to go. Oh, this is what they used for you know uh, embalming the liver, or this one was yeah. you know would have for the head, or this uh, for the wrappings. So they were able. To, so it was just instruction as well as a. It was almost an instruction manual. Yeah, this is what uh, it is. By looking this is what it's at the, these uh, labels, and they were able to work out. You know, there were things like uh, you know different tree saps and olive extracts and. All these things found around the Mediterranean and other places. Okay. Have they um, been able to and replicate they these out, embalming fluids? Well, they've just put out, they've found out what they were. I don't, the rest <laughs> don't know out. if anyone's the rest uh, out, so. putting their hand up to be a mummy at the moment. But No, no, I mean, I mean, like, someone might uh, go, look, I'm about to die and I'm a huge... Mm, uh, mummy fan. Well, at least... Well, it could, uh, could be donating your body to science. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big saying, fan of Brendan Fraser and I'm thinking... <laughs> I'm gonna, look, I'm, I'm going to be dead anyway. What do I care? But some of the other things were, allowed them to realise what things were. So uh, there was one one phrase that they always thought meant myrrh. You know, it's a wild yeah, yeah. animal and might eat him. But <laughs> um, but it, looking at the contents, it wasn't myrrh. It was other other, other stuff. stuff. They just they called it just myrrh. a you know a general term for myrrh for certain things for men. <laughs> <laughs> Or your maid, <laughs> mermaid. <laughs> so yes, so it was really cool because they found, uh, yeah, they were able to match these things up. That's really cool. Yeah. I like that. So it wasn't just you know how, how do you you know pull sticky pull, pull, uh, pull a brain out through the nose. Yeah. It was uh, you know th- this is yeah, and it showed you know very elaborate you know ritual for this mummification, obviously. The need to trade things from a long way away, but right? Who was being mummified? Pharaohs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But so it's like you know, this is this is this is the Rolls Royce funeral. Yeah, arrangement. But where do you say I want this tree sap from Southeast Asia, and I need that to mummify the uh, left kidney, right? <laughs> where, where, where does How do that you come, come up, from, yeah. right? It's probably one of those refining processes, right, where you go, hey, they, they're bringing this cool stuff in on these uh, trade ships or trade... I wonder what it does. Trade things. Yeah, actually, I reckon that's the, that looks and smells like kidney juice to me. Yeah. Let's, let's give that let's a crack. Let's give that a crack. You know? But, yeah, so it was pretty How cool. How much is it? 250000 whatever yeah. it is uh, an ounce. <laughs> yeah. 
Done. So, <laughs> so it was actually a bit more than, you know, they learned a lot more about the mummification and a lot more about the culture back then and, and the extent of the uh, trade routes back then. So yeah. you reckon about 5,000 years they're going to d- discover the uh, what the 11 herbs and spices were in KFC so in the same sort of salt, way? Salt, sea salt, pepper, <laughs> and salt. It's basically salt and salt. pepper. <laughs> Not that, not that. Uh, or, or if you're in, uh, what was it, the um, Popeyes? Um, yeah, a Bay. Oh, one of the Popeyes in, uh, I think it was Florida, was putting cocaine in it, <laughs> and people were coming back for more. <laughs> sure, they were. Mm. All right. Uh, so, in other um, biology news, um, we've got the the side eye story. Side-eye story. Side-eye. What is side-eye? Side-eye, basically you know, when you look, look at somebody sideways. In a uh, checking you out or in a... Yeah. What you talking about, Willis? Yeah. Pretty much. Th- think about those cartoons where you see people's eyes darting around the, 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 looking ding, 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 side ding. at people. So, so, so the, You mean the, the fact that you have to have a white in your eye. Correct. Help. So the sclera, which is the white of the eye, yep. um, uh, isn't something that we tend to think about when we talk about animals. Because um, basically humans are one... Uh, we are a f- one of the few species that have, have. a sclera. Yeah. So, um, but apparently other animals have them. So they're just further back. <laughs> they're smaller. They're not as pronounced as ours. But the other animals do have them. Um, look at chimpanzees. Um, mm. Yeah, chimpanzees generally have large yeah. or dark scleras because they still have eyeballs with they do irises and the rest of it's white. It's just how big the opening is. No, no, no. They actually, their sclera is, is dark in a lot of animals. Mm. It's not white sclera, it's black sclera. So mm. they have a dark sclera, um, which uh, so for a while they thought only humans had white scleras. But now they've found that other, other primates, some other primates have them. Uh, See, my, o- my only reference for this is Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, mm. where they had the sheep's eyes and they had like white eyeballs. Mm. You know, they were just made up. What? Like the sheep's eyeballs weren't made up. They weren't real. As in, sheep's have eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't real sheep's eyeballs, they ate Indiana Jones. Humans sure expect eyeballs to have a, a white sclera. <laughs> um, the reality is it's like a lot of them either... Uh, white scleras are either hidden further back and not seen because the, the irises are yeah. larger or they actually they have dark scleras. So... Um, the evolution of the white sclera is thought to perhaps tie to communication, so humans using it for non-verbal communications. So, yes, us being social creatures. Um, uh, but stink eye. Correct. languages. <laughs> correct. Rolling your eyes, stink eye. Um, avoiding people's gaze. So when you're socially awkward situations, being able to read those sort of things. Um, but our closest relatives, chimp- shrimps and bonobo... Uh, Bonobos. 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 They have bananas. They have remarkably close... Which is a really interesting word. Bonobana. Bonobana. Hot dog lemons. Complex social groups and communicate through all sorts of gestures. Um, But, uh, yes, but they've now found that um, a small percentage of chimpanzees and bonobos and other primates do have white scleras and they are able to read... Human um, facial expressions because of the white scleras, so and humans are b- b- better able to read other animals with because uh, of the white of your eyes. Well, there you go. Now you know when to shoot them. When you see the whites of their eyes, nice. I see what you did there. 
Um, so next time you're in the presence of a non-human primate, don't give them uh, any funny looks because they actually might understand what you're doing. I slap you for it. Slap See you. those hands? Thundering slap. Shh. All right. Uh, what else we got in biology? We had um, there was a, oh the radioactive capsule that went missing off the back of a truck. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What was all that? I I, I, I sort of uh, I was we're, aware of the story of that. We're all really going to die of cancer because uh, a tiny, tiny capsule. Uh, how big was it? It was a couple Eight of millimeters by six millimeters. Yes. A tiny a thimble. Even a smaller thimble. than a thimble. Yeah. So it was a. It's, a, it's about uh, a fraction of a Delaware. So basically, a TikTok went missing. Not TikTok, a TikTok. A TikTok, yes, a TikTok. A radioactive TikTok. Yeah. One that you wouldn't want to eat. No. Which is one of the things that worried about someone might pick it up or eat it. Well, well, children are willing to put almost anything in there now. Well, and that's raised other stories about um, people who have found radioactive things and brought them home and. Unexpectedly or unknowingly, and then basically end up killing the entire family or having to get something amputated because of uh, mm. leaving uh, some radioactive metal lying around. There's one story that I read that was on Reddit. Basically, somebody brought uh, a child brought home something, and the mother took it out of the child's pocket when they washed the jeans, and then put it aside. And then the grandmother came and put it aside and basically all the glassware was going a, a cloudy color which a sign of radioactivity so because um glass reacts yeah, correct so um but yes i think one one person in that household survived yeah. as a result so usually the way you make these things radioactive is you have something like a ceramic capsule that you mm. expose to radiation and make it radioactive and you know stories of uh, places that shall remain unnamed where because a lot of places use this for work right mm-hmm. so uh hospitals are full of radioactive Absolutely. materials yes. um yeah this was a mining site it was used for mm-hmm. measurement and yep. to, to look into stuff in mining sites they're everywhere that um you know there was definitely one story of uh someone who had a radioactive uh thing they thought they'd put it in the drawer at, in their office <laughs> forgot about it retired and uh yeah it was a cancer cluster in the office uh, no one knew why everyone in the office was getting cancer, cancer but it was because someone had left radioactive material in radioactive the in their in their drawer don't tell me that i don't go through people's drawers i could be dying dying i tells you <laughs> there are so many more things in your office that could kill you <laughs> andrew <laughs> um and, and I've heard about people who liked the. You remember the old uh, glow, uh, the hands on or the old what clocks? Oh, yeah. that killed lots of people. Yeah. Uh, so well, the people who made the clocks. Yes, the people who made the clocks, but some people just liked and collected them because of the because they had the the, the glowy the things. glowy things, and they ended up yeah same. Apparently, like in the fifties and sixties, there were kid sets like you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we've done that yeah. before with the thing, but um, also um, a lot of the women in the war who. Their job was to paint the glowy yep. symbols on the the dials for the planes and things like that. Yeah, they there were. was a lot of uh, uh, like this stuff is radiation not... induced sickness from from dealing with that. Yeah, so look, thankfully they found the the capsule. Uh, all is good. Um, they didn't say how they found it, but you know. Oh no, they did. They they? did. So they had apparently it was something that was uh, invented in Australia. They. It was a detector. It was on a truck mm-hmm. that they were driving at seventy kilometres an hour along the route that was taken by the yeah, truck. Yeah, and was up. able to detect this um, small tic tac, radioactive tic tac, as Andrew put it quite well. Okay. Um, yeah, it's driving along seventy k an hour. The Australian built detector was able to pick it up, and they found it. Cool. 
You got to call that thing a eureka, surely? Because oh, <laughs> you're like hooting along at seventy k's an hour. Oh yeah, boom! You go eureka. <laughs> it's like turn here. <laughs> got it. Yeah, I, I imagine it would be like a, a, you a Geiger counter would go. Yep, I got some. Yep. Uh, There's something on the scanners, Captain. That, that, that wouldn't be getting like, rabbits eating it, and they're they just tasting it all in the Oh yeah, that'd be bloody right. <laughs> yes, uh, that 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 could be a, a story for a Marvel superhero or villain. Indeed. Rabbit Man, Rabbit Man, <laughs> able to leap <laughs> tall bushes, <laughs> big sharp, multiply in, yes. in a matter of months. nibble through cables. Mm. Um, Wabbit man Flopsy <laughs> We're hum hunting wabbits um, The other story that was in the news Was uh, one we alluded to at the top of the, the, top of the show Chinese weather balloon Weather shot, balloon Shot down over the uh, uh, Over the Atlantic Off the coast of the Carolinas Okay, first question Do we think it's a weather balloon Or do we think it really is nefarious Now, my question is If it was just a regular weather balloon Why wouldn't the Chinese say it was on its way When they realised it was had escaped Well, because if, it's America If you looked at it It wasn't, <laughs> didn't look like a, a um, regular weather balloon Looked like a balloon though It did Well, it was a balloon But it seemed to have quite a bit of kit Hanging off the mm. bottom of it Correct and uh, well, when they pull it out of the ground, uh, sorry, out of the ocean, mm. uh, they'll be able to show people. So, and and the thing is that so it could be just hiding a new Roswell incident. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, a lot of criticism about well, why didn't you shoot it down sooner? Because it's a metal pot that would come down quite hard and hurt people. And yeah, well, there was that, but also you don't know what's on it, and it could be dangerous, and so. Shooting it up over over the territorial waters of your own country, which you're allowed to do still, and it was quite high, sixty thousand feet. So twice as the height of so sixty thousand feet commercial jet uh, traffic, and, and quite a bit higher than than a than a than a combat aircraft usually flight. Yeah. So. It's actually not that easy to shoot down. No. It's not like I can have a ping from the well, ground with my so shooter. Biden did tell him to shoot it down as soon as possible. Yes. And the advice and was wait, it until, wait until it's uh, over the Atlantic. Um, and, and uh, yes, that's what they did. But it's what's the size of three school buses was the... Um, the, the payload the, the, size the, no, or the, the balloon, the balloon itself. Yeah, because as they go up, they expand. That's mm-hmm. how balloon, where the balloons work. Yep. So they're big. Huge. Three weather balloons or Huge. half a Delaware. Well, not half <laughs> Delaware. It's more like a half a Rhode Island. Do we know what they shot it down with? A sidewinder. Sidewinder at mm. 60,000 feet. Yep. Interesting. So, but yes, that, that was the breaking news this morning when I woke up that uh, they had this, shot it down. Um, and because the sidewinder is a uh, heat seeking missile, works on in, infrared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's look. The, the report I saw said they use a sidewinder. I go, well, I found it interesting that they would uh, use such an expensive weapon oh. on. Yeah. On a balloon, expense wasn't really a consideration, <laughs> I, I imagine. But uh, I reckon a few well-targeted um, uh, spitballs spit in, in, yeah. in a in a 
straw. <laughs> you want to make sure you hit it, though. <laughs> True. Anyway, so that was that was all over the news today. So it'll be interesting to see what they actually say of it. And Chinese are, are sticking to their story. So, but have c- condemned the uh, the shooting down as a uh, an overreaction and unnecessarily and un- unprofessional. Apparently, unprofessional. Unprofessional. They, they hit word. it. Unprofessional. That was damn yes. professional. Yeah. We hit it. Yeah, because China wouldn't shoot down anything. No, never. No. no. Yeah, they've tried. <laughs> All right. Um, I reckon on that we should probably go to some more station breaks and song. It is uh, 17 minutes to 12 here on 98.9 Northwest FM, episode 332 of It's Not Rock Surgery, Science, Technology and Geek Culture, this Sunday, the 5th of February, 2023, with uh, Andrew, Tony and Vlado. Indeed. The other thing. So Beijing has also said we want it back. (laughs) Well... You know, it's once we called for, so you know. Uh, once we finished, Washington tried to get back, but um, there was definitely cases of uh, P three Orions mm-hmm. that were forced there to for land. several weeks. Uh, yeah, so there for several weeks, but they got them back only after they, you know, get to look over it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. I imagine it'll still be in the news for a little while. All right. So we. What back. else are they going to talk about? You know. Yeah. Who, who knows? Uh, station break song, and uh, we'll be back in a little while. I've got to hit this one, don't I? Over here, bang. Oh, back. Yes, that was uh, Legend by uh, Oti Ken. Aida, Aida, Mindo, Mindo, Aida, Aida. So, some native, uh, well, it's a Siberian. Native rock band. Oh, Siberian native rock. Mm. So who, Are there who, natives in Siberia? Otikin, yes. Natives. Uh, as I know exactly who you're talking about. That's phenomenal. So it's yes. like, like the yes. Who. Yes. As in H-U. Like, no, no. And they've got that great... And they use the... The mouth the mouth thing. They're big on TikTok. Huge on TikTok. Awesome. But yes, I, I discovered them months ago, and I've been meaning to play the play a song. But you know, yes, people die, and we play their music. And you know. <laughs> how rude! So no, Otiken legend, very much so. All right, we're back. Uh, so the one biology story that um, I didn't <laughs> squeeze in, I didn't um, get to, but I wanted to get to, was uh, the the one about why women are more likely to die in car crashes than men because they keep getting in cars with stupid men. Yeah, but statistically, you'd think. And because the stupid men swerve away? It's because cars uh, and all the safety measures are designed for men. (laughs) Oh, like everything else. Like everything else. It is a man's world. It's a (coughs) man's world. But yes. Um, So when they have uh, um, the crash test dummies, they. It's always men and not Helga. That's right. I thought the entire family have had crash test dummies. Yeah, but not so now. They they now have pregnant crash test dummies and female crash test dummies. But historically, it's all been designed for the average man. So the the um, the um, most women have their seats closer to the steering wheels, so they can actually reach the pedals. Yep. But from the designer's point of view, that is a dangerous non, place, to a be. non-conform, not a non-standard, or a, mm. not, um, it's, it's out, out of position. Out of position. Yes, yeah. it's out of position. So, um, so you are actually it's a dangerous position. So statistically, women uh, women are seventy three percent more likely than men to uh, 
suffer serious injury from a frontal car crash, almost twice as likely to become trapped in the wreckage of a car, and 17% more likely to die in a car crash than men. Wow. So, and it's all because of the way cars have been designed historically and um, have tested for safety. That shocks me. That genuinely shocks me that they have not actually. It shouldn't. It shouldn't shock me. They, they but are, it does shock me. They are now rectifying it. So now they are actually using. It's, when, when's now count? Like the last <laughs> ten years or thereabouts? Yes, yes. Yeah. So in in like in Sweden, they were a bit earlier. With Volvo and stuff, that, um, but yes, it is uh, yeah, something that's coming way too late. But this Be- is like designed by researchers. Yep. Yeah. Like uh, this isn't accepted by, by uh, car no, manufacturers. By researchers. No, as in like it's um, – this isn't at a point where it's, um, uh, you know, basically used wholesale in government testing. So in some you – know ca- I mean? in, in, in certain countries, it's being used more. Um, but yes, it's not a regu- regulated requirement for car manufacturers to test all uh, uh, the all variety- sizes and all shapes. Correct. So, and like I said, I'm quite horrified. So yes, the but you know the mini man dummy. <laughs> <laughs> correct. I mean, they've, and they've got children dummies and like twelve year old. Um, but they don't put the children dummies driving the car. Correct. Yeah. In the eyes but, of car manufacturers, people are either men or children. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing that, that's why the, 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 the child tests demonstrated why the age of sitting in the front seat was brought up. up. So children couldn't sit in the front because they realised that the airbags were too dangerous yes. for the children. So I didn't make safe airbags. I just put the kids in the back seat. Yep. But, you know, why fix something when you can just... That is actually sleep. really bad. So anyway, uh, if you're a female or a woman, uh, beware. <laughs> Wear a seatbelt. But think about it also. I mean, like it also means that all of the assumptions about um, visibility, mm-hmm. like what the driver can see, yep. is yes. all predicated on where the head of the driver Correct. is. Like, and if you've designed a car to be like there and there... Yep. And you're here and here. Yep. Like, especially when we're young, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're getting those old cars and stuff. You a lot of female drivers who, who would have a cushion in the front seat so they could see. Yeah. Because it wasn't built for them. Especially the old bench seat, front yeah, seat. I don't know how, and, many, how yeah. many cars I'm driving past and you just see the mm. head of an old lady or a young lady, just smaller, looking through the steering wheel. I they can't see much of the road in front of them. They can see the cars in front of them. I go, well, this is not an ideal. You should probably be do, driving a different car or driving a motorbike. But where would you where, like? Where would you find a car that doesn't have this problem? Well, the thing is, you could adjust, create they different seats. The bean car. You could, you could have different adju- adjustments in the seat, not just backwards and forwards. You could maybe. Well, do mine up. goes up and down. Yeah, but only, only a, a, a certain amount. Not oh, a fair bit. Not to allow for a four foot five woman. You couldn't raise it up a foot. No, no, no seat no, no. could go that far. So, all right, moving off biology, let's talk about entertainment. Do it. Uh, mumbling actors, <laughs> bad speakers, or lazy listeners. Why is everyone watching with t- subtitles on? We are. So, apparently, this is the all activation right. of subtitles is, is through the roof. Uh, are you watching with subtitles? So, I will not. Netflix or, or or those shows, um, but often I'll leave the subtitles on YouTube just because it's easier to watch. Um, Which is weird because you're not a natural reader. No, no. And the subtitles on YouTube is, aren't always... No, and sometimes, it's, right. sometimes they're yeah. hum- humorous. 
Yeah. But yeah, I watch with subtitles. Do you? Mm-hmm. Does it help? Yeah. Because, I mean, at the moment, like, um, I think if you look at, say, TikTok, mm-hmm. almost every have sub- subtitle, all have subtitles. are all subtitled. Yeah. And I find sometimes I was wondering there, I'm like, am I just reading the the text but just substituting the person's voice for my own voice mm-hmm. in my head or am I Probably. actually listening to them speak? Probably you know what I mean? Um, like- and I wonder maybe my attention's at the wrong at the wrong spot. You know, I'm like, it's almost like I've developed a uh, facial aversion because <laughs> I'm I'm not looking at their face when they're yeah. talking. I'm looking at the text, and I, and I notice that when when there are there's text on, I'm not actually watching the, the oh. screen. I'm re- I'm reading the text. So mm, I I probably watch the screen and then pick up the text S- subliminally. Mm. Okay, but yeah, I, I when when you had the 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 topic, I'm just. Remind my grandfather who used to say, oh, people on TV these days, they mumble too much and they, don't, <laughs> they can't. And I don't know if we're just all getting old. There is that too. I right. reckon, you know, um, hearing degrades. Yeah, it, it's, uh, yeah, I think it's a, a bit of bit of both. It does, you know, it's one of these things that isn't new that, you know, stuff my grandparents yeah. complained about with TV um, and... Yeah, music today. <laughs> but that, again, it makes perfect sense. It's like when the frequencies are removed, like, would you enjoy the song that much? Like, if you strip out all of the uh, high frequency stuff, would no. you find the song as enjoyable? Depends on what it is. If it's doof doof, it wouldn't matter. But you're not, tr- you're not listening to no. doof doof to listen. Uh, so Nick, last month, net, last year, Netflix revealed 40% of its global users have subtitles on all the time, hmm. while 80% switch them on at least once a month. That stat far exceeds viewers who need captioning because of hearing Bless impairment. You. Like, you know, I watched... Oh, did it again. <laughs> did it again. That big bang That's on my I knee. over here. <laughs> yes. Um, no, but, like, foreign films, right? Yes. Yes. And I'll find... Have the subtitles on, and I'll just get used to it. Yeah, uh, I don't feel myself reading it; it's just watching it. And uh, it, it like um, having it on, like YouTube. If you're in bed and you don't have your headphones on, you can actually still listen to what they're saying by having the subtitles <laughs> on and not disturbing the person you're next to. Or, yep. or, or if you're on the on a couch watching something with the kids, but you want to watch something on YouTube, you can actually. Have have yes. So it's, it's still a way of getting what's being conveyed through the thing you're watching. Yeah. I watch um, Squid Games with the subtitles on. Well, but it's you know on Korean. I know, and sound weird with um, uh, um, dubbing. The, the dubbing. Okay. Yeah, dubbing is off. Dubbing is always off. Mm. Like I don't think I could watch Babylon Berlin and have them speak like, their lines uh, in English. Yeah. And also use of the actors' voices. And the, and yeah, the voices and they're are yeah completely different. Um. The, the, that's not so for anime. So anime basically... But again, like, because, you, you know, you're anima- it's an Anime's animated face. Anime's off anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they say, like, uh, in hard-to-hear dialogue, they, it also helps. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times we won't have the t- subtitles on and Michelle goes, what did they just say? And it's like because it's so, there's so much going on, you didn't hear, you you feel like you've missed yeah. a, a vital point. There, there's probably a bit go, go where back filmmakers and, are, are making realistic atmospheres, mm. when probably in the past in movies they concentrate on really the dialogue, Clean dialogue, yeah, uh, and not the background noises and all that other stuff, or the swelling music, <laughs> yeah, all the uh, yes. 
Yeah. And it doesn't help when you have, you know, comic book heroes going, <laughs> Yes, Bane. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So there probably is a bit of a change to how they actually film, edit, sound. Yeah. Um, the, the, so they're capturing, they're capturing more of the real sound in the, mm. in the environment and including that in the movie as opposed to just adding it later as yeah, a... Yeah, it's not Catherine Hepburn speaking mm. with a... Transatlantic Monsey voice. Exactly. Right. That used designed to, be... to penetrate your skull from 100 feet. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You're doing well. <laughs> so anyway... Look, uh, it's, it's been observed and a lot of people commenting, and uh, but you're not wrong. And basically, people have been saying for a long time, people are mumbling on the radio. Or Although I am sure I will end up with hearing aids at some point in my life. Yeah. I, I want you to get one of the big horns. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see Andrew go, <laughs> what was that? Given how expensive they are, I might just go with the horn option. No, didn't we do the um, story about the... Uh, iTunes, uh, the iBuds, the okay, the um, Apple Buds. So they did experiments with the Apple earbuds <coughs> on pass through, right? So yeah, could you actually hear? Well, no, it was actually compared to hearing aids and high end hearing. So cheap yep. hearing aids, at which are about like a thousand, two thousand. I know, I know. High end hearing aids, like which five, are like ten thousand, fifteen. Okay. And the iPhone earbuds on pass-through were as good as the hearing aids, the cheap ones, and only in some conditions were, were they slightly worse than the really expensive iron. ones. Jeez. So, so You're better off actually just getting some uh, You're better earbuds. off, you know, you get the, those earbuds and have them on pass-through so they hear and then amplify into you. Wow. Um uh, then I might try that. So, is, yeah. is there anything else that they're doing other than are they changing the frequency? Is there? There's no, no. no. So, so, just, so they're just doing a pass through, mm-hmm. right? So, but they're I, like I know, clean. You've noticed with a lot and, of headphones now, um, especially with the noise cancelling, oh, you hit a, a button so you can hear the outside, but it'll actually be recorded and then transmitted into you. Yeah. Right. So the, As opposed to something that sounds like the sound's coming through. So, so the, they did it with the newer iPhone, and this is not an ad for iPhone. Mm-hmm. There are actually a lot of earbuds that do it, so yep. they're probably all probably pretty good, or at least as good as cheaper hearing well, aids. Well, this is good because, I mean, honestly, I was horrified when I realised just how expensive mm. hearing aids are. Mm. Yeah. Like, I mean, I sometimes think my mum needs hearing aids, mm-hmm. but then again, I think there my mum's just practised for earbuds. years uh, selective hearing <laughs> Well, I, well, you know, it's that story. You know, <laughs> talking about you turn it down, say what? what? I can't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, but you know, like, and, and again, it's like they're not covered uh, under Medicare or um, mm. health insurance or anything. So you'll have to talk to Tatiana. She's doing audiology, final year of audiology, mm. so she could. Uh, and and uh, there's there's always people who are doing audiology who will do free testing because it's required for there. So mm. just a matter of knowing when and where to go. But yeah, cool. But it's interesting because it's obviously the same technology yeah. that they're using, and they you know they're trying to get your best sound in your ear for your music. So um, and they need to be comfortable because they want you to be wearing yeah, them for yeah. yeah. Um. So you know. They, okay. Mm. They, it, it's. So different ones will work differently. Some you have to have your phone. Something you can just set up. And, yeah. yeah. All right. In other entertainment news, Netflix has accidentally revealed guidelines for how Was it's it accidental. Yes. <laughs> so basically, it's, it's supposedly it, it appeared because they did a trial in Chile. 
Yes. Yeah. Um, because that was the, those are the countries that had the most sharing. fair sharing. Mm. Mm. But um, yes, it's it's appeared in a, the FAQ uh, in their US site. Apparently, mm. it wasn't supposed to yet. But you know, you just ask the people in Chile, "What are you doing?" Correct. Right. So, so it's not really. It wasn't a secret. Yeah. No. But it was just accidentally. Mm. Broadcast wider than they expected it because it would have been obviously you know American news agencies uh, wouldn't know how to ask someone in Chile. No, no, because it would have required a translator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AI is not up to that yet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Uh, The streaming giant has planned to end uh, password sharing. We've mentioned that in the past. Well, yeah, wants well reduce it anyway. So password sharing within the household is is acceptable. Well, all the devices in the household mm. are fine. Yes. And you can travel with the devices yes. from your household. Yes. What it doesn't want is you going over... Giving it to your parents or your, your parents brothers or and sisters. Yeah, your extended family. Or your, your mates from work. IP, yeah, right. So, yeah. So they're going to make you... Uh, they say you should watch something once a month. So mm-hmm. it registers your IP as your yep. home IP. And if you travel with devices that are registered on your home IP, yep. that's fine. Um, if it notices you're coming from a different uh, um, yeah, IP... It, it will block you and ask you... For a, but you can get a code yeah. to, to unblock it. Yep. Yeah. So it's basically a two-factor ver- two ver- yeah. verification. If you're not on your own yeah. IP. Yeah. So you can travel with it. It just means if you know someone's using their home, yep. that's not you... Yep. It will it so, will ping you as... So oh, for, for example... You've used it on this IP yeah. for over 31 days... You're probably dodgy. Yeah. So Michael, yes. Michael, for example, Michael's in Japan at the moment, so he yep. can watch his own. He can watch yep. the, the Netflix account that we're use, using Correct. at home. Um, it would uh, like if they had rolled it out in Australia, that all it would mean that he would be asked to verify that he is. Yeah. But um, if he'd used his phone mm. in the house before he went, yeah, it probably wouldn't ask. Not for thirty-one days. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there are those things. There, oh, you know, it, it's funny that. Uh, a lot of the other uh, streaming sites, I think like Disney and yeah. whatever, said, well, we don't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means they don't have a problem that people are sharing. They, they don't see it as as often as Netflix probably is. Yeah. And given Netflix is probably the biggest market share, then it's probably... At the moment. Yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. It, it'll be there for a while. Uh, look, their, their numbers are dropping be- because of... Cost of living exp- yeah, yeah, expenses and negativity about this uh, this whole thing. This approach. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting because, again, you've got the situation where um, companies, because the audience slash customer base mm. uh, feedback is both rapid and vocal, it can actually beat the decision cycle sometimes. But the other thing they're doing with this is they're – that's all bundled in, so people are talking about the the uh, IP the the sharing. Yeah. But the other things they're doing, which is um, reducing the the cost of subscription for the basic, which would now include ads. Yes. Yeah. And also, uh, one of the other things is they are offering a plan for an extra couple of dollars a month. Okay. Where you can share it with someone. Yeah. So between two houses. To give you a legal way of doing it. Yeah. For a slight extra fee. Yes. Dropping it below so, the threshold yeah. of it's just easier to pay it and, and then don't have yeah. to think now, about it. People might like the ad thing. I, I personally will pay for not having the ads. Yes. <laughs> I, I was watching uh, 10 play the other. Yeah. And oh, it's no. like, how many ads are on commercial yeah. TV? Yeah. 
Even more than some of the stuff that has it feels ads that way. in it. Yeah, yeah. It was just like I was watching, you know, the new Taskmaster in Australia. Mm-hmm. There were hundreds of ads. Yeah, look, watching SBS On Demand on with the World Cup, it was just like so Hateful. many ads. And the thing is, a lot of those, like uh, Nine Now, one we're watching like Resident Alien on Nine mm. Now, and it's the same ad again and again yep. and mm. again. It's like... Just give me some variety of ads if you're going <laughs> to give me so many of them. Well, the worst thing I found with that is Plex. So if you know Plex, yep, yep. Plex is like uh, allows you to stream your local media, mm-hmm. but it also has other stuff. So I've been watching um, um show on that, which is it'll come up with the ad and it'll go, I'm going to play you six ads, six 30-second ads. Yep. Five of them are the same ad. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, that hurts. It does. It does. So I was watching because they've got Farscape on it. Okay, right for free basically. Have you watched it, Farscape? Yeah, yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it holds up. I went back to watch it again. I go, eh, nah, holds up. It's good, yeah, good, okay. good. Jim Henson work. Went there. to watch it with the kids, and they go, "What are we watching? Why are we watching this?" <sighs> nah, it's good stuff. I liked it the first time around when I was on TV. So, but it's it's free, but it's got the ads in it. But it's, I think, just because Plex hasn't got as many ad mm. providers buying ads, so they just cycle through the ads they do have. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's weird because they're all American ads too. Okay, but yeah. Are they better than say YouTube, where like the YouTube will drop an ad literally halfway through a sentence? No, no, they're a bit better than that. Okay, I think and I think YouTube does many, that deliberately and they because they don't they're have watching as many breaks ads. as if you were watching commercial TV. Yeah, so the ads come on, I go make something. Okay, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, but the commercial channels in Australia horrible. So I agree. I think Taskmaster. I was watching. It, I think there's three ads in the British version. Mm-hmm. Three ad breaks. There was six in the Australian. So they're inserting ads where they shouldn't be. Well, no, no. This is the Australian version of the oh, okay. show on Channel Ten. Okay, Not it's just that they've got a lot more ad breaks. Yeah, than yeah. in the same time, and it was just noticeable. Yeah, it was just you know they weren't even getting through a task without That's ad break. ads in the middle of them. And all right, uh, we should uh, speaking of ads, we, we're going to we, have some we ads. Should, we should do a station break. Uh, we'll do a song, and we'll come back and, and maybe go through the uh, the final couple of stories. Cool. All right, back in a little while. Oh, yeah. That was uh, DJ Cumberbund with uh, Back in Lap. <laughs> Save a horse, ride a cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. Tony, what do you think of that mashup? <laughs> you showed me your Scalia Feel again. <laughs> the pain. It, it was a mashup. It was a mashup. It was a wonderful mashup. Well, yeah. Jeff, Jeff would, as any other Jeff would approve. He would. He likes DJ Cumberbatch. DJ Cumberbatch. All right. Uh, all right. So, final few stories before we uh, wrap this baby up. Um, how about we go to the Trello board? We've got some um, space stories. Woohoo! Woohoo! Um, space. So, uh, NASA's uh, nuclear rocket engine has could unleash so, um, be unleashed on the solar system. Nu- nuclear using nuclear power to uh, um, fly around the solar system. NASA and the US military plan to test nuclear-powered rocket engines in space as early as 2027, (laughs) possibly revolutionising how people travel the cosmos 
You mean the as opposed to now, mm. where people aren't travelling the cosmos yeah. at all? That's right. Well, that's a revolution, right. wouldn't it? You revolutionise how other things travel the cosmos yes. as well, right? So probes and... Uh, the two agencies will work the nuclear thermal propulsion system, a technology NASA wants to send humans, used to send humans to Mars in the late 20, 2030s. The test mission, known as the Demonstration Rocket and Agile Cislunar Operation, or Draco. I'm just waiting for the pain of the, of the would, acronym. Would not involve astronauts. Uh, advocates of nuclear-powered rockets... Or when it turns into a fire-breathing dragon, <laughs> then, you know. Uh, have long stressed, uh, long stressed the advantages of allowing spacecraft to travel faster, carrying heavy loads and uh, of people and cargo and use, more, uh, use fuel more efficiently than the chemical-based rockets of today. Um, lately, the idea is galvanised with a ten, $110 million budget for the pro- uh, project this million year. Million dollars. So, yes. It's not much. Just for one year. So um, it's not clear how much everyday people um, know about the technology and whether the project will reveal concerns about nuclear disasters because, I mean, the problem with nukes in space is you've got to get them up there, so the radioactivity. But, I mean, Voyager's got nukes on it. Yeah, well, a lot of, a lot of satellites do have nukes. Yeah. <coughs> That's how they can keep in orbit. For as long as they yeah. do. Yeah. Unlike all it. of those crappy, you know, Mars rovers that uh, like, land yeah. and go, ah, my so, panels have run so out of energy. Yeah. There, there's, there's an embargo on nuclear weapons in space, but not on nuclear yeah. propulsion. You, you large geostationary satellites that are up very high and yep. they need to uh, manoeuvre. Um, yeah. Yeah. They can't afford to be run on. Well, you can't have a chemical propulsion system on them. They just run out too yeah. quick. You know, you can't keep it up there for 10 years. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing to see here. Keep going. <laughs> With chemical propulsion. Yep. You need the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you want to keep it up for more than 10 years? Go nuclear. So, and so this article um, on Mashable basically goes into the... Is that those little uh, radioactive Tic Tacs? <laughs> the, blue, the blue variety. <laughs> We should write ads. <laughs> <laughs> There's no products for our ads, but our ads are awesome. Uh, Nuclear-powered virility tablets. Um, what else we got? Jupiter's 12 new moons. So what's the deal here? So basically, well, they're not new. They well, they're, new they're new They've to us. Been there. They're new to us. Not yeah. always. There was a time prior to the, the, the creation there, of the solar system. That's right. <laughs> Before they were there, they weren't there. See, now I have this picture of all of those probes we've sent to Jupiter, like, you know, Juno. Where they're, like, they're just cruising along. They're going, all right, there's the moon. There's the moon. There's the moon. And suddenly, whoosh. Something just rockets right past them. They go, what the hell was that? Why isn't that moon on my map? <laughs> so the, uh, the addition of 12 previously unknown moons, so let's not call it new moons. Previously unknown moons brings the gas giants total to 92. Um, 92 large bits of rock hurtling around. So it. surpassing Saturn's number of 83. They'd have seen them sooner if Saturn wasn't just such a big fat ass, wouldn't they? Saturn? Yeah, because its gravity is so dominant. Or Jupiter. That, oh, sorry, Jupiter. Its gravity is so dominant that mm. you wouldn't notice <laughs> one way or another. Oh. No. Well, that's, they don't get them through the perturbation method. Reflectivity. It's 
actually seeing them, right? Hmm. Like, yeah, okay. You so, know, it's not, it's not like watching a planet around the star. Which yeah, 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 which is big enough to actually make a difference. Yeah. These are itty-bitty tiny rocks, relatively speaking, to planets. So of the 12 new satellites, nine were located uh, amongst a cluster of moons uh, that orbit Jupiter in retrograde. They go the other way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the opposite direction of the inner moons. Uh, small in size, these backtracking objects all take at least... 550 days to orbit Jupiter. Cool. So it's a slow orbit. Uh, the remaining three moons were discovered within a group of prograde satellites, so going the usual way, uh, and lie between the clo- uh, the large closing Galilean 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 moons. Because moons are actually a, a decent way away from the planet, right? Otherwise they'd them, crash. Yeah. Them, yeah. You, you, you look at the moon and the... So yeah, Jupiter- it's not it's not like your kids model. No, got, it, it's 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 a long way away. Yeah, yeah, it takes days to get there. Yeah, well, not all moons are like that. I mean, um, Mars's oh, moon, uh, Dimorphos, they reckon is, is getting pulled apart. You can actually see stretch marks on Dimorphos, so it's actually quite a close. It is the exception that proves the rule. Yeah. It's the safety warning. And As a moon. Don't get too close to the parent. It's not going to be a moon. It's, it's going it, to be a, a ring system at some. It's going to ring system. Basically, it's going to. Does this mean we should get hurry up and get our ass to got Mars about sooner? Seven, you so got about seventy thousand years, I think. Oh, TikTok man, TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's it's getting closer by about sixty centimeters a year or something. So, um, it is it is getting closer in orbit. So, and whereas our moon is getting further away, we're going to have to say goodbye. So, I think in about. I think about the same sort of time scale. Um, Spinning off. We won't actually fully eclipse the sun. So it'll be... Well, it didn't used to. No. Well, no, it, 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 it well, would have been closer. Sorry, it would the, have, the sun didn't we, you didn't eclipse. have You didn't have yeah. the um, the ring of fire. No. So um, it was... Get a better it, ring of fire. Yeah, at the moment, it, it, it's... It's it, in the it, sweet it's spot. The right, it's the sweet spot. But, uh, you know... All we need is Bruce Almighty just to reach out and pull it closer. (laughs) Um, So there's been a new antenna stalled in Tasmania to um, help us uh, track space junk and other other things. The junk antenna. The junk antenna. New antenna in uh, in southern Midlands is enabling communications and command and to see uh, track basically space junk. Cool. I think it's the first um, large satellite Installed in uh, Tasmania for a long time. The large satellite dish. Dish, yeah, well, yeah, for this purpose. And what else we got in space? DARPA. Um, DARPA. So DARPA in space. So DARPA, DARPA completes the final test of its hypersonic air breathing weapon concept. Cool. So um, reached Mark Five. So. Um, so it's really is a ramjet. Yep. Um, the HAWC Hawk. So, how does it speed up to get to the ramjet bit? Um, tests were designed to get more data from the hypersonic scramjet. So, scramjet, next generation cruise missile, um, air launched from a B 52. Uh, and uh, the Hawk was carried a first stage to a similar to the rocket design from space. So, they tried to do. Uh, not with a scramjet, but uh, Virgin were trying to f- launch their satellite mission from uh, 747, which failed last month. Yep, yep. Yeah, it didn't... I don't think it actually took off the 747. They didn't have the right... It, it had a, a, a software or... A yeah, yeah, so they didn't... They aborted the launch. Mm. It didn't 
fail. No, uh, they decided they didn't want it to crash into the ocean or something. Um, so, yes, that was uh, success for DARPA, and uh, there was a story. And I, yeah, Do it. All right. Uh, Earth's spinning inner core recently paused and flipped. No. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Tony. Tell us why this no, is When, I, when I say recently, 1970s. Is that all right? No. No? It didn't happen? No. Why? The data says it did. They, so, they so found some anomalies in the data. They found some anomalies in data from 1970 that said, oh, look, it's flipped. They're the only people saying it and they're nuts. <laughs> Love it. There you go. I'm making the call. I'm making the call now. Well, the article actually makes the same call. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I, I, I heard about it. It's like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, Tony's summarised in... There in, is no in, mechanism in two for sentences. that to happen. No. Well, the mechanism, they... The I saw the core. <laughs> yeah, we've got space trains that go through the earth. I, sorry, I'm, I'm very still confused by the core. <laughs> it's the most confusing, ridiculous movie ever made. Anyway, that's just my opinion. Fair enough. Um, you mean so, you couldn't use nuclear uh, weapons to, like, s- kickstart the Earth? Like, start your bastards on a planetary scale? Um, uh, and I, I just thought, you know how you're talking about the um, advert? You, you could get chat GPD to write one. You could. But why? Uh, chat, chat. See, okay, for a start, I advocate we now call Chat GPT Bruce. Bruce. All right. Every time we t- want to say Chat GPT, we just say hey, Bruce. Bruce. All right. Is that Bruce just- from the biology department? Yeah, could be. But uh, <laughs> just because I'm sick to death of saying a word that's like the, half the, word, half acronym. The, that's just a mouthful, isn't it? Yeah. It's I just, feel like every no. time I come up to it in a sentence, my mouth crashes and I have to reboot. Well, a couple of days ago, I asked Bruce to write me a, rev- a, a, a res- review, a product review cool. for aerospace engineers. Do it. No, oh, no. In the style of John Green. John, uh, okay, yep. John Green from um, Vlog Brothers yeah. and... Um, the brother of Hank Green. Hank Green's brother. Um, he wrote uh, No Fault in Our Stars and uh, a few other stories. Uh, certainly. A product, here's a product review for aerospace engineers in the style of John Green. Aerospace engineering, they are the dreamers and the doers, these unsung heroes of the skies. Have you met any of us? <laughs> Obviously not. It's, a, it's Bruce. We just dream about not doing. Uh, <laughs> these unsung heroes of the skies are the ones responsible for designing the, and building the machines that take us to the stars. They are the ones who turn science fiction into science fact, who push the boundaries of what is possible and who make us believe that anything is achievable. Oh, can you frame I that and put it in your office? I, I don't have an office. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Uh, in in the yeah, word yes. of a seemingly endless technology advancement, aerospace engineers stand out as true pioneers. Their work is not just for, about creating faster and more efficient aircraft, but about making the, the impossible a reality. Uh, whether it's designing reusable rockets, electric-powered planes, or exploring new frontiers in space, aerospace engineers are the forefront of innovation. But their work is not without its challenges. Aerospace engineers are requiring a combination of technical expertise and creative problem-solving, often under intense pressures and tight deadlines. These what we engin- need is cash. These engineers <laughs> must be able to think outside the box, calculate. to find solutions to problems that we have never been, that have never been solved before. I'm, I'm being inspired. 
I'm hey? not. <laughs> Maybe you should become one. And yet, despite the demands <laughs> oh, of their work. Burn! Aerospace engineers are some of the most passionate and dedicated individuals you'll ever meet. They are driven by love of science, (laughs) a love of discovery, a love of the unknown. Love of beer. They are the ones (laughs) who will take us to the new heights, both literally and figuratively, and who will help us reach the stars. So if you're looking for a career that will challenge you, inspire you, and take you on an incredible journey, look no further than aerospace engineering. These engineers are the backbone of the aerospace industry, and they are the ones that who will shape the future in the skies. Sweet. I've got to put out a job ad soon. <laughs> so no, I no, no, no. I, I realize, just Vlado forgot a really important word. I didn't forget anything. I just... No, no. no. Well, when you were saying, uh, why would people want to become... Mm. Uh, an aerospace engineer should be like why should people not want to become an aerospace engineer I could get ChatGPT to, to, to write something that uh, do that that would be steers funny steers people away from it what I'd like to see is you get ChatGPT or Bruce, Bruce. as we uh, yes. lovingly know him now uh-huh. uh, to write one as why should I become a um, a sewage worker a sewage worker <laughs> yeah um <laughs> Michelle's chimed in. She said, obviously, never met an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think she took some umbrage to some of the stuff we were saying much earlier on. She said, watch your step, Andrew, and art, oh. art student listening to you when we were bagging our students earlier. No, no, no. I was merely saying that if you had someone who doesn't want to do maths yeah. versus someone who doesn't want to speak people mm. and you had to pick a <laughs> stereotype uh, response here, art student engineer. Okay, true. All right, pay that. All right, and that, that brings us to nine, twelve thirty, nine thirty, twelve thirty. Um, this e- episode three hundred thirty-two of It's Not Rock Surgery. Um, uh, while I queue up the last song, which is uh, "Ren" by Ren. I Ren Ren, R E N by Ren. So not R E M. No, not R E M. Not I ran. So just something obscure. Not is this Ren of Ren and Stimpy fame? No, no, it's Ren with the song High Ren. Slowing him down now. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> sticking out the obstacles and watching him troop over. <laughs> um, What's this button do? <laughs> you're a bad man, Tony. Um, all right. So, um, Tony, thank you for, uh, thank for you. coming in tonight. Um, Andrew, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, all our listeners, uh, thank you for listening and persisting with uh, It's Not Rock Surgery for 332 episodes. Um, let's, um, as, as I queue up the song, we're going to say uh, good night and uh, good night. Good night. Good night and good night. Yes. Good night. Good night, John Boy. <laughs> 30 seconds. Ignition sequence start. Here we got a roll program. It's Not Rocket Surgery. The latest in science, technology, and geek culture. Astronauts report it feels good. Sunday nights from 10.30. Broadcast and streaming live. Podcast at all the usual podcast places. Follow and like us on Facebook. And on Twitter at RCKTSRGRY. Oh, uh, yes, we've had a problem. Computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. The Eagle has landed. I'm Melissa McKee-McGrath, and you should be listening to the Bewilderbees podcast. Why? 
because it's the only show that teaches about big concepts like history, science, feminism, the mystery surrounding Napoleon's missing penis, what? through the real-life animals who intersect at humanity. Check this. We talk about why you should strip for polar bears to survive a polar bear attack and how researchers figured out that penguin poop accidentally got them high. Whee! Science is lit, y'all. And you'll learn about the time an aquaphobic labrador retriever helped marine biologists save orca whales by finding whale poop for science. Ew. Find Bewilderbeast over at the Podfix Network or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Do it. Please, for the animals, don't make me call Sarah McLaughlin to play a sad song. Just do it. You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at Podfix on Twitter, official underscore Podfix on Instagram, at Podfix Network on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved.